Today we're talking to a guest like a lot of people has tried a million different ways to make money online and unfortunately has been burned in the process. 1500 down and uh, severely disappointed in what I got. I don't really know if I trust the online space anymore. And this guy was no stranger to adversity because the day after he had jumped into our program, he got fired from his job at Tesla. I came in on 15th. The next day I went into work, I got fired. But all that did was light a massive fire under him and gave him a ton of time to just master his craft and land multiple appointments setting gigs. The interview's on Tuesday, finished the book on Wednesday, I did the podcast stuff on Thursday. Friday, they gave me a call and were like, hey, we really love your effort and your work ethic. We would like to offer you the position. Really? All of that and much more coming up in today's episode of the Remote Closing Academy podcast. Dude, Nazir, how is the week going so far? Uh, it's been a great week. It's been a great week for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Sweet, man. So I, I don't know if you've listened to, to any of the episodes in the past, I think, or I think you did mention that, that you have in the past. And, um, you know, one of the things that we, we like to do just to kind of jump into it is, you know, rewind the clocks back before remote closing before it really is as far back as you want to go. Just, I guess we can get started on, on who you used to be and, and how you got here. Right. So before, um, actually started looking in like the online space back in February, um, I invested into some things that didn't really work out. And at the time I was working with a lot of mis and when that didn't work out, I was like, okay, I need to find a way to make some money quick because of an opportunity. And I just didn't have money for. So I started slaving at Tesla between all an hour and 12 hour shifts. And okay, this is killing my body. There has to be an easier way. And so I just kept, you know, scourging the internet, just looking for something. Uh, something that could work for me. Then uh, I seen a video of Aaron on the on the internet just talking about like, hey, come 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 do a remote closing. It's a you know, very lucrative. You're gonna be able to do X Y Z. And I was like, man, let's see if this is real. So yeah, uh, and I just kind of hit you up. I was still working at Tesla at the time, putting in those those twelve hour days. Uh, definitely, definitely, do not ever want to go back there. Um, but yeah, then we had our conversation. I got set up. Uh, to Nick, Jared, now after those months in RCA, I'm here. The rest is history. Got it. So <laughs> I do want to go into some of those those parts there. So when I guess what were some of the other things that you tried uh, in terms of like making money online? Um. So I've looked into like dropshipping, Amazon FBA, made my own dropshipping store, and then. I realized I didn't have any money to really put into products and news. So I stopped doing that. And that was around like the end of the year last year, around like November, December. Um, then I rode into the year and I was following, uh, I'm pretty sure, Iman Godzi. I was following him and I was like, okay, this dude's super successful. He's one year older than me. What am I doing wrong? And then he had like this agency navigator course and it was a 1500. So it's like, okay. He made an agency, can't be that hard. Well, I mean, there's obviously things you're playing those learning curves, but I was like, okay, this is something I'm going to do. Fine. You know, 1500 down. And I uh, was severely disappointed in what I got. And I was like, okay, um, I don't really know if I trust the online space anymore. I don't know if I'm going to put money into to anything because the only thing I learned from that was set up an LLC. I did that. Didn't really <laughs> nothing. Nothing really came from that. Um, and then I tried to get into like real estate, real estate investment, like with no money down. Um, personally, for me, that was just way too confusing. Uh, so yeah, all those just kind uh, of ended pretty pretty quickly because it just didn't make sense to me. Got it. So you went through. Uh, it, I mean, I think we're both kind of laughing with the the Iman thing because. I've been making a lot of videos about uh, about his his stuff recently, and you know, I I think the biggest thing that I'll I'll say on that because I don't want to harp too much on it, but you know, the biggest thing is I was talking with Cole, and you know, when I was first thinking about making a video about you know some of his newer stuff, and I was like, you know, I don't want to come off like, you know, like I don't want to come off weird because we kind of have a, a program that's very similar and and whatever when I'm talking about the the sales stuff, but he was like, dude, like you got to look at it more as like a, almost like a personal, kind of like a personal shot in the sense of, 
you know, he's, he's bringing people in that and not really like fulfilling the promises. So it's like, you're going to either let them go in there and you not make the video of like not exposing it, but you know, really, really calling it how it is. And you know, when I, when I changed that mindset, um, you know, definitely helped out a lot. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, talk about this stuff, but you know, back on that, that same thing. And, and, you know, even if it wasn't Iman or, or whatever, what was the, the, the switch for you or, you know, cause you were saying, you were kind of burned after that. You didn't know if you want to wanted to invest anything after that. So what was like, what helped you get over the fear of the next thing not working? Um, it was some advice that I got. Uh, I think I read it in a book. I think it was something by Robert Kiyosaki. He said, don't get burnt twice. Like, Don't let a one bad, or maybe it wasn't him, but it was something somewhere that said, don't let a bad, don't let a bad decision once burn you twice. And so I just kind of did a little more research on like RCA before I actually like went in and then like Cole's story of just being like the guy in sales and like the space. I was like, okay, he's definitely legit. And then you have all the testimonials on his website of like this working. And it's not like just like screenshots of like results. It's like people telling me their, their actual uh, beliefs of everything. And so like, that was like more personable to me and it kind of made me, you know, it, it helped me get over it in the long run. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a, uh, a much more, I don't know. I think younger people, a lot of times they, they, they trust really easily. And that was me even back in, um, you know, back when I first started all this stuff is like, I was buying like courses left and right. I was like, this is going to be the next one. This is gonna be the next one. But, you know, I think there's, there's a difference between, you know, kind of like you're saying, it's like the difference between decision and like an educated decision. It's like, instead of going out and investing in everything, make sure that you are putting in the research. And, you know, I, I recommend anyone doing that, you know, whether it's this or, you know, anything else out there is do your research, ask, you know, how many people are actually seeing success is the person that's selling this thing still actively doing what they're selling. Right. Cause if not, then I mean, it's, that's kind of a, a red flag in, in my book. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you see the ads, you know, we're having the conversation. Um, what, what happened after that? So, you know, did you have to get on multiple calls? Like what, what was the process after having, um, our initial conversation? Um, so after the DM conversation, which is, this is what shocked me. I was so confused. He's like, Hey, let's book a time to talk. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to this guy, Aaron. It's a dude named Nick on the other side of the screen. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, that's, so kind of threw me off i was like i'm gonna talk to aaron and and i think i think i even asked i was like you're not aaron I'm like what are you doing he's like yeah Aaron's you don't me. look like him <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh he was like aaron's busy um i'm just i don't know what he said but it, i was like okay cool whatever makes sense he's doing all this stuff online probably has a lot going on um so yeah um i talked to nick Nick kind of took me through the the setter process before. It's, it's kind of um, like in hindsight, like looking back, it's like, oh, wow, I was telling him all this stuff. And it's like exactly the everything I've learned. So um, Nick is definitely good. Um, but yeah, talk to Nick. Uh, He's like, yeah, we're going to get you on a call with Jared. Um, and I think talking to Jared was like the easy, like there probably couldn't have been a better person to like close me on this because he was living the life that I like told Nick I want to live. And um, so when I got on the phone with Jared and he was just like, yeah, like, you know, I do, I do this, 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 I'm able to, to do X, Y, Z because, you know, I trusted myself and I put the time in, like, he didn't make it seem like, hey, you're going to come in here and it's just going to gonna work out for you. And he's like, no, like you gotta, you gotta learn this. You gotta dedicate the time. Um, but like, once you do, like you have this forever and then, you know, maybe one day, and this is like, it was like easy. He was like, one day will be, you know, Sipping, sipping, uh, sipping drinks on the beach somewhere. Okay, you said maybe Greece. I don't know, but yeah, I was like, man, yeah, I'm doing this. So that's all that. that <laughs> yeah, man, and that's and that's why I love, you know, the the whole remote closing side and like this being what we're teaching people to do because it, it's almost like a, a cheat code in a way because. You know, we back to what I just said of like, you want to make sure that the people that are selling this thing are still actively doing the thing that they're selling. Right. But even just yeah. us having the phone call with you is proving that we are doing what we're teaching exactly. to do. Right. So it's like it's already kind of baked in there. And it's that 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 immediate trust of like, 
you know, like you said, you, you look back at it and it's like, oh yeah, that was the setter process. Like that's exactly what, um, what I went through. So there's, there's a lot of parallels there that, that can help you, you know, help other people also make the, the same de- decision. So, um, okay. So you, you decide to, to come in, uh, what, what was next? Like, what was your initial, like, maybe like, what was your first week? What was your initial thoughts? Like, you know, was there, uh, you know, any maybe hesitation when you first jumped in, just, I guess, first, first thoughts when you jumped in. So to be completely honest, I came in um, on the 15th. I went to work. I think that was, a, I think, I don't know. I was off the day I got closed. The next day I went into work, I got fired. Um, so why I, was I, it, I, was I, it, was it because of that? Was it, was it related at all or just serendipitous? Nah, nah, it, so literally what happened um, my, um, at the end of my shift, after the end of my 12 hour shift, could have sent me home right they say, um, yo, um, you were gone for an hour and a half at work, and I don't know why you left. I was like, first of all, I don't even drive to work. So settle there. Like, it was very, very, there was no reason for me to leave. I couldn't even leave if I wanted to. So I was like, that's, I was literally trying to fight for my job. And I was like, you know, like, that's, uh, that's BS. Like, tell me the evidence. They didn't show me any evidence. That's the had to get, like, escorted out of the factory. Yeah, uh, initially my plan was like my first week was like okay I'm gonna go to work I'm not really gonna touch this while I'm at work because I work twelve hour days I don't want to like be burnt out and doing it so I'm gonna do it on my days off because I work three days and four days um, but then when that when that happened I was like okay um, so two things I can either sit and soak or I could just make sure that this works so I was like what if it's all the twelve hours that I was putting into you know um my job put it in this and so that's what i did for like first week first two weeks and i thought i was good and i still was really really bad and i'm still pretty bad like if i like think about it but i'm way better than the bad that i used to be so um yeah like my first week was really just like going through everything um all the trains with cole getting on the phone with my coach joining the coaching calls um i was very very shy at the beginning, now I'm, I'm really not shy at all. I wish I would have had this mindset when I first came in, and I think I would it would have just made my success happen so much quicker. But I was definitely still kind of, you know, on the fence at the beginning. What was um, and I think that's a that's a very similar thing that I've heard from a lot of people, especially if you don't have like sales experience or anything like that. Um, it, it, you know, it's something to to get used to. But what would you? say to someone if you could tell yourself you know if you could talk to yourself back in in april when you first joined what would be like a piece of advice that you would say to get over that that initial like shyness we'll say um i'd probably just like look myself in the eye and be like dude like everyone in here wants the same thing as you so like just you know come together like i was very like i didn't post in the community i didn't like interact in the community i didn't reach out in the community I do that. Every, I talk to somebody new every single day because like it just it just reinforces that like, I believe that it's here for us to be here for us. And um, I would have just really told like myself that like everyone in here wants the same. They want to be the same. They want to have the same or similar, maybe not the exact same goal, but they want similar. So just like let your walls down and just like accept it. Like, like just go like dive into it. Yeah. I think if I would have dove into it, we probably would have had a podcast earlier. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's that's that's how the science saying goes, right? It's like hindsight is twenty twenty, and in order to get to the point where we are, where you are, you have to, you know, have those those learning lessons in between. And um, I think it's it's just kind of a necessary necessary evil of of growth. Um, I don't think there's there's a day that goes by that I also don't like make micro mistakes that I learn from. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're going yeah. through, and you, uh, how long do you think it took you to get from um, from that point to like finally feeling comfortable and actively doing mock calls and and things like that? Um, so, so my first mock call was so bad, I actually didn't want to like I I, I ran away from it um, <laughs> for like three days in a row, and I remember I told my coach I was like, yo, like. I'm going to knock these out and I'm going to like get it done. And for my first one, I was like so discouraged because I was with someone who had done like probably like they're on their 40th. And I was like, oh my gosh, just do this. Like 
way better than me. So many levels ahead. I just um so yeah, getting getting out of that like that three day rut of like just not really doing anything, like kinda faking what I was like actually needing to do. Um it was it I just think I got back on the mock calls like one of the practice hours. Um and it was another new person like, yeah, I'm just here to prospect like how I was my first day. And I was like and 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 that kind of like made it like a mindset shift. I was like, dang, like I was right there like a week and a half ago. And like now I'm about to he's about to just listen to me, you know, run through this and he's super bad at it. And he's not gonna be able to give me any feedback because he's new. But, you know, and then that kind of like triggered in my head, like, okay, one day I'll be where, you know, guy that was on mock call forty and that sounded good and did good. Like one day I can be there, but if I just beat myself up for being so bad right now, I never get there. So that was kind of like the mindset yeah. shift. Yeah, that's and I think that's that's really important. And I'm sure there's so many people, you know, I wish I could interact with like every single person that comes through the program, but I think it's a very uh I mean, a lot of people have that mindset, not even just in in this, right? It's like that that comparison syndrome, right? Of you know, I think uh, social media definitely makes it worse. But, you know, one of the main reasons you jumped into this program was like you initially saw like Iman and he kind of opened up your your world of like, oh, shoot, like there's success that's being able to make that, you know, there's this success that you can make from doing stuff online. But then there's also like that that uh, piece inside you that is a little bit of like, well, if this person can do it, then I can do it or the opposite of like, why can't I do that? What makes me what makes me different? And anyone that's listening to this, I think, uh, just a really, really important thing to get over. And I don't think there's like a hack or tip or trick to to do it, but it's just, uh, I think there's a quote, it goes, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And the more that you compare yourself to other people, you don't understand the story that it took for them to get to that point. You can't compare, you know, another quote, right? You can't compare your chapter 40, for example, to your chapter one, right? Because there's so many other things that they've probably gone through to get to that point, right? Like I, I mean, in the last six years, I've done probably thousands of, of like live sales calls. So it's, you know, my calls are obviously going to be better than someone that's been doing it for six months or doing it for a year, you know? So again, anyone that's listening to this, I think just a, a piece to take from that is, is as much as you can, right? Try to keep the, uh, the comparison syndrome down and, and you will be a lot, uh, a lot happier through that process. So, um, okay. So you, you start doing the mock calls. Uh, what, what happens after that? And then I, I do want to talk about um, the message that you that you sent to me. I think it was in like June, and I, I think basically what you what you said was like, "Hey, like you know, I'm not seeing the success that I want right now. You know, what would you recommend?" And um, I, I do want to touch on that for a second. Um, main reason being is there's very few people. Um, it might sound kind of weird, but there's like very few people that have like actually like reached out to me personally. Um, I, I could probably count them on one hand. Um, and the thing is, like, I'm like honestly, super available. And I love, you know, helping where I can. So anyway, what, I guess what led you to the point of like reaching out to me and like, what were some of the things that you were struggling with? Cause I think a lot of people could, um, could, could learn some stuff from that. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I guess what kind of led to reaching out to you is, um, that was at the point where I had been self-sourcing, uh, gosh, three, three job offers before I reached out to you. They're like, yeah, you're really good. We just went with someone with bad, more experience. Um, and I was told out of two out of those three, before I talked to you, that like I was second in line like to get the job. It's like, I hate hearing that. But yeah, I'm on the right track. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely, uh, I was just, I just got kind of discouraged. And I was like, okay, there's people are seeing success that I'm not seeing. So I reached out to a lot of people and you being one of them. And I was like, okay, like you got me in here. He probably has some tip or trick that can, you know, help me succeed in here. So let me just see, like, what the advice would be, uh, what I could do better. Uh, you know, ultimately, like, that's why I reached out. Um, and that's why I reached out to, I reached out to people that I saw, like, they're like, yeah, I landed an offer, I landed a gig, or if they said something in the community, I'm like, I self-sourced it. I'm like, okay, I'm hitting up all these guys. Like, what did you do? I actually got, like, the most, like, the biggest tip that got me the most interviews before I landed my job was Paul works with business owners, right? So I don't know if I'm like allowed to say this tip on self-sourcing, but if anyone in the community watches this, take this tip. Paul works with business owners. And some of those business owners work with business owners. So you can kind of work your way down a ladder. But 
people that are looking for people that are they need centers, they need closers. If you just keep going down the line, I'm not gonna, they're not always going to respond. Like there's so many messages with no response and that's okay. That's what sales is. It's a numbers game. You're going to get a bunch of no's before you get a yes. So like, that, I don't know if you told me that or if some, I don't know exactly where I got it from, but I definitely, we made my one minute video and I said, like, Hey, are you looking for, you know, set or closer to come in, do X, Y, Z, boom, set the video. And that I got blocked on Facebook, Instagram, me for a little bit. Like I was, I was just going and going and going. Um, and that got me a couple of interviews. Um, ultimately didn't lead to any jobs, but all the interviews that I got, definitely helped me with the job that I did end up getting. Yeah, man, that's, uh, I think a true, a true test of if you're doing enough outreach is if you get blocked on all the platforms, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're not getting blocked on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, like if you're not getting blocked on these platforms, you're not doing enough. So just a little, a little hack for you guys. But no, the, the thing that you mentioned about, um, the businesses, I think that's a, that's a huge, a huge tip. And, you know, the, the, the other part to that, dude, and you, you've probably seen this too, is like, and I just, I probably am a broken record at this point because I talk about this so much, but there's just so much opportunity out there. You know, there's so many businesses, there's so many, you know, so, so many businesses that are like actively looking for remote closers and, and appointment setters. It's just a matter of like, you know, are you reaching out to enough of them to get into, you know, get, get in the right, um, you know, get in front of the right person. Um, so what were, I guess maybe just to get a little, little tactical because you did do a lot of, um, you did do a lot of outreach, you know, what would you say to someone that's kind of in that same spot of like, they don't really feel like they're, they're hitting the traction that they want to like any tips for someone on self-sourcing the amount that, that you've done. Um, I would say you, you can't get weary in it because I know I like just me being there. I know like, Hey, no one hit me back today. No one got back to me today. It was like three days in a row, no one got back to me. And then like the next day, like five people reached back. Like, hey, I didn't see this. So it's just, it's just, you know, having patience. Um, And in the meantime of like, while all those people still aren't reaching out to you or getting back to you, you have the community, you have the practice, you have the modules. So like, you know, all that time they're not getting back, you can just still be getting better. So that way, it's like the saying I came across yesterday, luck is just when opportunity meets preparation. So you can't get lucky with an offer if you're not, you know, when you're, you're self-sourcing for the offer, but when the offer comes, it's like, oh, I put all this time into self-sourcing. I kind of backtracked on like want calls, going reviewing my sales calls, going over the content, talking to my coach, getting that feedback. And I was, I, that happened to me. And I just don't like, you just want to make sure that you're, you're able to focus on what you need to focus on, which is outsourcing. And then once you get blocked on everything, go back to, uh, go back to the training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, a part that you that you touched on that is I think is really big is just not to get stuck in the day to day and you know, not to get stuck in the day to day and think that your your results from one single day is going to you know, is all you're going to get, right? And you can make this yeah. this comparison to everything, right? Like you know, weight loss is a good example. Sometimes like you can literally go to the gym every single day for a week and drink all the water that you need to and eat right. Yeah. And you see the same number on the scale. And I say that just from my own experience of, you know, my own weight loss journey of like, I th actually, I think I sent you in that loom video. I sent you the spreadsheet that I, that I follow. And sometimes I'm just like super stressed. I'm like, bro, I swear I've been, I've been done cardio every single day, you know, whatever. And it's like the scale hasn't moved in three days, but when you yeah. look at it, it's, it's all, you know, a law of averages. And then, you know, I would hit the seventh day and I would lose four pounds. I was like, Oh, okay. There's like, there's the win, you know? Yeah. So I think there, yeah, there's so many different parallels and same thing with this is like, as long as you're following the law of averages and you're taking action on a daily basis, you are inevitably going to hit whatever the goal is as long as you stay consistent enough with it. So um, kind of just took all that you said and, and put it in a nice, uh, put it in a nice box. So, okay. So you, you know, we, you reach out to me, I gave you some tips, you got some tips from other people. Um, and then you, you actually landed, landed a gig. So what was the, you know, what was the, the process from that point? What did you do in between to ensure that you, that you landed that next gig? Yeah. So, um, I really buckled down on like the training. I even, um, like once I, once I went through calls, there's other people online. There's a lot of free stuff online. If you like, it's not gonna, I mean, it's going to help you, 
but like the basics are like in RCA for sure. But like the other advanced stuff, not even advanced, but just like other tips and tricks, they're all over the internet because people want you to come buy their stuff. So um, I just kept going through that um, and getting in my head, mock calling, mock calling, mock calling. Um, and really just to build um, that belief that I am a good whatever I am, and which was a setter, which is a setter. Um, and so once I had that belief built, um, I really told myself, I remember I was like, okay, the next job, like the next time I'm in front of somebody, I'm getting that job. I don't care what I got to do. Like, I'm going to get the job. I don't care Like if there's someone better than me. Don't care. Like, there's, I'm not gonna be told no, no more. And I remember because um, I, I kept updating my coach on like my self sourcing. I was like, yeah. Um, like, and and I found a couple of of gigs in between getting the offer that I had, but people wanted, you know, people wanted the refund because the product wasn't good. Some people just wanted me to do the work for them. So like, there's a lot of bad offers out there. I found I found that out. Um, but then something came through the pipeline finally. And I was like, okay, it says like the potential is there. Um, so and then I got an interview. I was like, okay, let me do it. Uh, there's actually, this is, this is kind of a sidebar to the story. Um, there's this girl that was on an interview and I thought she was going to get the job because one, the business owner was a woman and they kind of like had this like connection moment. Then she disqualified herself and left the video like mid interview. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I'm back in there. I'm back in there. I was like, okay, I still don't really have any good experience. I don't like only thing I can do is show that I'm going to work hard. And so um, the business owner, she had a book, he had podcast, he had social media, scraped everything. The book was online on Amazon. I had an Amazon point to get a free audio book because I'm like, I'm going to finish that book, you know, in a day. It was a six hours on, on audio, sped it up. Took my notes and I was like, man, I sent them an email. I was like, man, I love this, you know, this book. I like the tactics that you use, everything, the whole nine yards. Um, then after that, I was like, what else can I do to like, you know, to be better prepared for you? And then they're like, okay, you can look at our podcast. I was like, okay, podcast. I'm on it. I watch an episode, like three of them. Like, yeah, episode, you know, 69, 73, and 78. Like those XYZ. Boom, I love it, blah, blah, blah. What else can I do? Um, I think they were like, just, uh, you know, go over the page, watch some of the testimonials, get familiar. Um, and then that so that, the interviews on Tuesday, I finished the book on Wednesday. I did the podcast up on Thursday. Friday, they gave me a call. We're like, hey, we really love your effort and your work ethic. Um, we would like to offer you the position. I was like, really? And as soon as I got the position, they're like, yeah, we need you to call this list of 800 people to make sure they're showing up for this thing. I was like, oh, okay, start right now. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Aaron? Just popping in to the episode really quickly. So at this point, you've already listened to half of this episode. So I'm assuming that you're at least somewhat interested in remote closing and how you can learn a little bit more about it. So I put together a free training. You can go ahead and click the link down in the description or in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. Click that link. Don't go watch it yet because we still have another half of the episode here of the success story of RCA. And just open it up and just so you don't forget that you can go check out that video. It's going to go over not only what remote closing is, but also the four-step process of what I would do if I was starting from scratch, starting over to still see a success online using remote closing. So that being said, let's jump back into the episode. Click the link down to the below. We'll see you on the other side. They got you right away. That's that's funny. Um, okay, and and yeah, I, I do want to just you know uh, commend you on just uh, the the more there's a what am I trying to say? There's a there's a, a quality that they see like of a lot of people that see success in this industry, and I think it's almost mandatory that you that you have this mindset. But I mean, you you said it perfectly of like you made the decision that you were going to make it work and you were going to do what you needed to do to make it work. So you took that initiative. I was doing an Instagram live about this earlier, but you know, you, you took the initiative and you're like, what do I need to do? Okay, cool. Step one, did it. What do I need to do again? Right. And I think there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they come from, you know, I think it's just how, how the world's going, right. There's a lot of uh, entitlement, right? There's a lot of people that think yeah. that they are deserved things based on, you know, participation trophies and things like that. Right. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, you know, when, when people get hit with the real world, they're like, oh shit, like I actually like have to do some work to make money. That's more than like a nine to five job, you know? And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I want to just 
commend you on that. And just for anyone that's listening is, is if you want to see success, like literally the, the only thing that's holding you back and, and standing in your way from doing that is making the decision that not only are you going to hit it, but you're going to do everything in between in order to, to get to that point, you know? Um, right. so how was your, I guess, um, experience within that company? Cause uh, I do want to touch on, um, Nazir, we, we were talking before is he was on the offer and then actually ended up, um, you know, leaving the offer for a couple different reasons. Um, and we won't say the name of the offer or anything like that, but I, I think it's important for people to understand that, it's not always going to work on the first one. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've, I went through after I had my agency or I'm sorry, before my agency, I had like four or five different offers that I was a part of. So it it took going through that. So I guess what was that experience and and what was the, like, what led to the decision of, of parting ways with them? Um, so yeah, when I, when I got in, um, they actually, um, it's why I kind of feel bad for like, but it was a mutual, like, um, like, parting like we had a good conversation so there's no bad blood on either side yeah um but they took they took me to the uh, ascension event that was like their first the first thing so after i called all those people um they had their event and they're like yeah we're gonna fly you out you know you can pay for your room like we want you to be here for the training i was like thank you that's amazing so um yeah we went there i meet i met them um i really got like a firsthand experience of like what well I mean for her like the like the level of like carefreeness from like seeing success in business she's like you want this you want that like you know we went out to dinner and it was it was so nice I got every like was, the food was amazing yeah, yeah. Um, and she was just kind of you know access about us I learned like their backstory um it was it was a very very good time they're great people um and I still love them and everything that they do. And I appreciate everything that they did. And then like bringing in the room of like RCA um, and like Ascension and like just being in that environment of everyone um, really was like breath of fresh air, you know, for me and for them to be able to, to do that for me. Um, I wanted to be able to like, you know, obviously like stick around and do a lot for them, but being in that room really shifted my mindset uh, a lot in terms of, how I could just be better and how I need to just like kind of, as you mentioned, like don't compare chapter 40 to one seeing like, and hearing the stories of people that are in the industry, how they saw success, what time it took, how much they put in and, and trusted themselves. Cause that's all it is, is betting on yourself. Um, and that's like the main thing that I really gathered um, from that is to put everything on me. And so then the events over, I uh, met everybody, loved everybody. Great time. Um, get back so we start doing kind of like the onboarding process she had us do quizzes that was not something i was prepared for like man <laughs> man the quizzes can't be can't be doing those no i do it i'm the same way <laughs> i was like man okay so i gotta do these quizzes i gotta pass them you gotta you gotta get 85 it was really hard because like and honestly to be fair like doing the quizzes, i was able to get through all like the onboarding stuff quicker because of all the pre-work that I did from just trying to get the job. So a lot of the things mm. that she talked about, I had already been familiarized with because I took the, the, I did the pre-work. And so I really just, you know, learn more about the offer. I'm not going to lie. I skimmed through like a lot of it because I wanted to get done. I wanted to hit the phone. I wanted to be able to do that. So, um, but I got everything. And then I had to go through um, seven figure sales. Yeah. Seven FSA. Um, a lot of that was already in RCA. So again, I had that kind of advantage to get, you know, do it quicker. Um, and then they're like, yeah, we love how you're, you know, you're doing X, Y, Z. It's like, okay. And then I, I hit the phones. Um, the KPI that they had set was like two sets a day because it was a new new offer and everything. So first day I got on five. Next day I got on five again. And they're like, man, you're killing it, crushing it. Da, da, da. Thank you for being on our team. Um, and I kind of like saw like she's like – she's doing a lot of hiring and building the business up. I got to see like the conversations and what she needs and, you know, just taking that in um, for in the future. Cause I do want to see that level of success eventually. Um, and then uh, Monday rolls around and this is kind of when uh, we start talking about like, you know, me leaving cause um, I was showing up good, but I just felt like I could do better. And it's, just, it's really weird how this whole thing happened. Um, but I felt like I could do better. 
And I just wanted to know, like, what was it? So I did some self-reflecting. Like, okay, I zoomed through these quizzes because I already I like the training for the quizzes because I already knew. So I was like, let me like sit down and actually like attentively listen. Don't just listen for the answer to the quizzes, but listen to, to everything that's going on. And in the video, there was something that I really just like, it kind of shifted um, like me and it just made me have like kind of like a foggy conscience of about like, and it's not like, it's just there's certain things that were tied into the business that I think it should be separate. And it's just I couldn't really get behind that piece of it. And I tried to like get over it. Like I was just thinking to myself and it affected my work on Monday. I only got one set. Um, and then I told him on Tuesday, I was like, hey, like I can't even like I'm sorry, but like this is how I feel, X, Y, Z, you know, um, I appreciate everything. Like, because again, like I think they're great people. It's just what that was. I remember when I got into this, I was like, I'm not going to mix those two. And like, they kind of had mixed it. And so in my opinion, you know, and we just saw it differently on that, which is fair. It's like, just, you know, please find someone else. I appreciate y'all, but this is just something I want to be able to, to be successful in. So um, that's kind of how that whole thing went down. But yeah, we, we, we left on pretty good terms. I got a good email from them. It wasn't like, Oh, you're terminated. Get out of here. Like, we appreciate your work and everything like that. So, yeah, I wish them the best of success. Always. Nothing. No yeah. bad blood. Yeah. 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 And yep. I'm glad, you know, thank you for sharing all that because I think it it will put it into perspective for a lot of, um, you know, a lot of other people that, that might be in, for lack of a better word, like a scarcity mindset of, you know, because there is a lot of people that would would do they would just stick it out because they're like, well, I got a position and I'm going to stay in this because this is my only opportunity. Right. I think it takes a special type of person to uh, stay, uh, stay within your own integrity. And you kind of looking at that and being like, actually, like, I'm not really down with this. Right. And and, you know, making that decision of like, hey, no hard feelings. Like, I just don't want to be a part of this. And and I think that's a huge um you know, a huge thing for, for a lot of people to know is like, there is a lot of opportunity out there. And if you don't feel right within an offer and an opportunity, like you don't have to stay with it. Right. And, and yeah. you know, the, the second part of that is there, there's this thing called conviction, right. And <laughs> you can only, you can really only have the conviction. I don't know, like the technical definition of conviction, but it's like, you know, having that really like deep rooted confidence that what you're selling it can actually help the person. Right. And, and, you know, if, even if you decided or anyone decides like, well, like that's just one little thing, it's going to resurface itself on your conversations. And, you know, when you get to the end where it's the most important, where you need to close and ask the, the hard questions that will creep up into your subconscious and you won't go as hard on the person or, you know, really tell them how it is because you're like, well, like maybe, it's not the right thing because I know of this thing that's in the, in the back end, and you know, it just makes it a lot harder for you. So you're going to end up like, it, it, you just got to have the hard conversation sometimes. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, in, in this circumstance, it, it went well, sometimes it might not go so well, but again, it's, it's going to, uh, it's going to resurface if you don't nip it, uh, you know, as, as soon as you can. So, um, anyway, I, I do want to take one little step back to the, to the Ascension event, because, um, I want people to kind of, uh, uh, what's the word live, uh, vicariously through, through you. So, um, to give some context, uh, we did have a remote closing Academy Ascension event. So essentially some of our, you know, our, our top level clients in the remote closing Academy. Um, we had an event in, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, our entire, uh, RCA team flew out, uh, met all the clients, you know, in, in person, kind of like, uh, Nazir said, it's like, it, it's a different, uh, it's a different energy when everyone's in the room. It's, it's completely, like when you just see people on Zoom, it's just such a different experience of being able to see them. And like, you know, you don't have to leave the call and you can see people walking around and interacting and talking and having a good time. So, um, yeah, it was it was a it was a really great weekend. Hot uh, in Arizona, but, you know, it was a it was a good weekend. Um, so what was like your I guess your biggest takeaway if you can like nail it down to, um, to, to know to, to that event? I know there's there's a lot over the weekend, but if you can, you know, if you can nail down just a couple a uh, couple of your takeaways. Um, I would say my biggest, biggest takeaway is that everything that I want to achieve in this field is possible because there's so many other people that are achieving it. And I met a lot of those people that, um, in that room, um, another thing was just, uh, I had a conversation, um, with one of the coaches 
And it was like when we were doing like our intermingling and like everybody was meeting everybody for the first time. And he just said, like, uh, I had, I'm, I'm 21. So I, I had a drink in my hand and I was, I asked him, I said, um, Hey, like, well, what you sipping on? And he was like, it's juice. And I know this is such a, like a, like small thing, but this really like had a huge impact in my mindset. And he's like, it's juice. I, was, and I gave him like a weird look. And he was like, yeah, I don't need that. And then, um, like, gave me, and he was just like, I don't do like any type of, you know, like sub, like altering substance things. And then I kind of like, you know, I followed him on Instagram. And then we talked more throughout the weekend kind of about that. And he really left me like with the impact of like, like he is extremely happy with like who he is. He doesn't not ever want to be that person. And I know like I'm drinking and like, you know, mingling with people and having a good time, but like just like his conviction alone really made me take a step back and look at like how I operate. And I was like, it's got to change because he has the success that I want to have. And I need to, you know, listen to all the advice that I can get and that was one of the, like that was like it was like a 30 second conversation um that really like stuck with me uh and then you know just learning from from Cole like hearing his story super similar and I would have never thought that because he's this guy like, you know he runs this big operation and then he's sitting there like yeah I did this this is what I struggled with and xyz and I'm just like what the heck like, this guy sucked at this and he's like you know he's who he is so like it's just like really understanding that I'm running my race. Um, and I came across this at the time I did. And other people came across it at the time they did for whatever reason that they did. And if I want to see the success that those guys saw um, or that they have, then I just need to recognize that I'm in the season of, I don't want to say like what what was, that was what we kept saying in the room, but like I'm just in that um the – the grind season. We'll just we'll just say the the grind season of, of life. And it really just motivated me um for like, you know, if I keep I keep up with it next year, then two years, and then three years. And I don't even know what could happen, you know, after that because just compounding. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a big a big theme in the room was just and it's just such like a cliche thing, but just some the how do you learn things? It's by repetition and just hearing something over and over and over again. It just, uh, you know, understanding and, and validating that, okay, I don't have to be a millionaire overnight. You know, I don't have to, yeah. you know, it's just like kind of giving you almost that permission to be like, yeah, it doesn't, you know, have to be something that just happens tomorrow, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, it's funny with, with Cole, I, I talked with him all the time because we haven't even had him on the podcast yet. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we'll save you for like episode 50 or something. Because, um, you know, I always tell him like, dude, like you have a really like interesting story. I think, you know, going from like literally being terrible at sales to like the number one sales trainer in the industry is like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool story. So, um, yeah, but overall I think, um, you know, the events, I, I just love them because it gets everyone together and you get to meet people and, and, uh, it's a good time. So, um, I guess yeah. with, um, with you, like what um, you know, you're now you're back to, to doing self-sourcing, I guess, what's your, um, what's your plan for the next, like, I don't know, couple of weeks. What's, uh, what are you going to be focusing on? Um, well, now that I kind of have experience as a setter, um, and I've been practicing that for the last four months anyway, I'm going to really focus on, um, kind of more of the closing aspects of things, try to blend um, a row like that. Just because obviously there there is more money in that and there's a little bit more freedom in that, but it does take a little extra work and also just more effort and more internal work, I think, to really, you know, walk people across the finish line. So, um, you know, what's next for me is I'm going to, uh, you know, really remake um, all the stuff that I can now update because I have experience um, and I'm going to just shoot that out, probably hit up all the same people before, be like, hey, but this time I got experience. So uh, yeah. what you try to do? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, um, by the end of the year, the goal is to to ultimately, um, you know, be on a roll as a closer, um, hit my first 10K month. And then uh, from there, you know, just uh, continue to go up and go up. And eventually uh, the goal is to, to be in a session to get that, like, elite level of training. So. 
Sweet. Sweet. Love it, man. And uh, what I guess, well, actually, one thing I did want to touch on really quick is the whole thing of, you know, now you can kind of switch everything because I think a big a big thing that holds people back from setting or closing or, or, you know, a lot of things that they're doing new is like, well, I don't have experience with that. So like, I can't start. It's like, well, where are you going to yeah. get experience then? Like you're going to always be in a place yeah. with no experience if you never do it and, and gain the experience. So, you know, for, for anyone that's thinking like, oh, like it's going to be hard to become a setter because I don't have experience. Well, well, I guess actually what, what was your like approach when, um, you know, when you were reaching out to companies and you didn't have experience, like what was that like one minute video or the conversation that, that you would have? Um, I would really just, so I have a military background and because I'm new, like when I came into the military, so this is like an extra story, I guess I came into the military and in my unit or like my, my basic training class, the platoon is supposed to be like 40 people apiece. The snowstorm happened and people got backed up so we had 60 and so I kind of leveraged the story of me becoming like the distinguished honor guard if you don't know what that is it's the top soldier out of everybody and I really used that to kind of show that when I come into something new like I can implement I can adapt I can be coached and can show you what I can do and I can be the best it just it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time but I can follow the rules I can learn the ropes and I can do it quickly and so I would really just um, try to leverage that because that's what that's what a lot of these business owners are even looking for. They're looking for someone to come in that's going to work hard. They're looking for someone that's coachable, and they're looking for someone that wants to be good, the best, and you know doesn't just want to stay stagnant. Because in the business owner's mind, they want to grow. So if you can learn quick and help them grow, grow quick, then they're going to be like, okay, let me give this kid a shot at least. At the very minimum, some people will give you. Some people won't. I'm not gonna say all of them will, because I didn't get a couple of shots, but some some will. And you just gotta ride that out. Yeah, I'll add one more thing to that because that's, I mean, that's key, right? Is you know when someone looks at it and they they look at it in a negative mindset of, oh, I don't have experience or I'll never get this. It's like, well, yeah, if you have that experience, like obviously you're not gonna like get much yeah. further along. But when you can literally just like think. And it's like, okay, I'm X years old. What struggles or what have I done in the past? And you can, a lot of times if you're creative enough, and I mean, heck, you, you got chat GPT these days. So there, there yeah. really is no, like, there's no um, excuse that you can't come up with this, but just like think about something in your past or a struggle or something you've done, and then just figure out how to leverage that in a way that will like sell yourself, right? So, yeah. you know, for example, for me, um, you know, I didn't have any sales experience before, you know, when I was jumping into one of my first uh, sales gigs, but I did work at a restaurant, right? And there's a lot of people that could say that they worked at a restaurant. So, you know, the way that I positioned it was like, hey, you know, to be honest with you, I don't have any experience, but I did work at a restaurant for about five years. And what that taught me was how to build rapport really quickly, how to have conversations with everyone and how to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just made up a bunch of BS really. Yeah, but it's yeah. like when you can create a parallel that helps you be, like t helps you take your story and then position it in a way where it benefits the business owner. Um, that's, that's going to be better than nothing. Right. Even if like, I don't know, maybe you just, uh, sold lemonade on the side of the road as a kid. It's like, use that as a story. It's like, Hey, to be hundred percent honest with you, I don't have any sales experience. I've never been an appointment setter, but you know, when I was younger, I did this, that, and the other thing. And up to this point, I've been able to hold this standard in my life. And I'm just kind of, you know, again, BSing at this point, but put it in chat GBT, be like, yo, chat GBT, how do I create a, uh, create a, uh, what's the word? Like a sales interview script based on my experience as a pizza boy. I don't know. I'm just throwing yeah. stuff out there, but it's like, it's, you can make a comparison to anything. So don't use the point of all of this is, you know, don't use any excuse of like, I don't have an experience because if you use that as an excuse and you're already making excuses, then you probably are going to continue to make excuses on everything else. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So exactly. anyway, all that being said, so that's, that's, you know, your, your goal moving forward. Um, dude, I think that that puts us here, here at the end. So, um, is there anything like top of mind that you think that we missed or, or something that you think someone that's listening to this could, could take some value out of? 
Um, yeah, I wanted to touch back on when you were mentioning like the time thing, someone being on chapter 40 and someone on chapter one. Yeah. I kept seeing it. I keep seeing this um recurring theme. And it, social media is a big a big factor in that. Um but it's like if I if I just sat there, like if I sit where I am now and I just look at where Cole is, or I look at where Brian is, or I look at where you are, or I look at where, you know, anybody that is ahead of me is, then I'm gonna like you're gonna think that you're behind in life. But what and it keeps coming up is like you're only you're on time for you. So like whatever is supposed to happen in like your life is gonna happen in your life. And it's it's not to say that, oh, you need to be here because someone else is here, or you're farther than someone else because someone else is there. It's just they're at where they are in their life, you're at where you are in their in your life. And you just have to really remain present for yourself because then that really eliminates all the like external thoughts of like, I'm not gonna be able to do this, I can't do this. Because you're looking at too many places instead of looking at, you know, exactly what you need to do to be able to get to whatever goals that you have um, in your head. So I wrote this quote and I wanted to say it on here. Um, it's you put whatever it is in your way, you put it there. So you alone can remove whatever is in your way. So um, if you made it to the end, appreciate y'all for watching this. Keep tuning in on me here. <laughs> Wait, love it, man. So yeah, I, I mean, you you probably listen to these episodes and I usually ask for the the last little tip. So we'll say that one's it, but I will end this on, uh, you know, making sure that, I mean, if you guys have made it this far in the episode, um, you guys know how it goes. So up to this point, you're probably interested about remote closing at least a little bit and, you know, how to get started or, you know, appointment setting, all that stuff. So down in the description on YouTube, you'll be able to find the, um, there'll be a link to a video that I put together about 45 minutes long. And uh, we'll just really just bring you through the step-by-step process of what remote closing is, how to find companies, how to reach out to them. And after watching that video, you will have everything that you need to go out and implement this, uh, this stuff if you wanted to yourself. Um, or, you know, full disclosure at the end too, we uh, we go over how we can partner up directly and, you know, you could be the next Nazir or anybody that's been on the podcast and possibly see you guys at the uh the next in-person events and um, learning how to be setters and closers. So again, down in the description on YouTube, in the show notes on the uh, podcast app, if you want to check that out. But um, Nazir, dude, I just want to say thanks so much for for jumping on, spending the time with us and and giving some of the knowledge. And I know uh, we'll, we'll have to get you back on in, in six months to do a, uh, a follow-up interview and and see how it goes with the next offer or offers if if it ends up, yeah. you know, the next one not working out and, you know, so, so on and so forth. So that being said, guys, Aaron here from the Remote Closing Academy podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. Talk soon. Peace.